Welcome to a brand new episode of Tire Kicker. I'm Jeff. And I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. Now, there have been a dozen fast, desirable Subarus over the years. You picture them cresting a rally curve, but then there's another era of off-road supremacy entirely. A time when the pop culture obsession with California lifestyle and communal farming birthed a baby Japanese half-truck with jump seats and a mighty 67 horsepower. Yes, we're talking about the Brat. So hop on in the back and let's go for a ride of this one-of-a-kind car. Welcome to the Rubber Lounge. All right, fellas, the Rubber Lounge. We are here. It has been a couple weeks. It's been a bit been since a bit. our last meeting. That's right. I will say... I don't know about you guys, but I've been pretty busy, so I haven't been keeping up too much on what's been going on out there. But I think one thing that we discussed off mic that we need to talk about is this new BMW M4 concept. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> Nate goes right for the jugular. It's terrible. I mean, I guess Yeah. my thought right out of the gate is, if it wasn't a BMW, I guess it would be kind of cool. But yeah, it looks a little odd, especially for a BMW. Yeah. And for some reason, I get visions of a Pontiac on the front, like a really overly bloated Pontiac. That's I what it say is. Like old GTO. But again, my knee jerk first impression is that I hate the front. But yeah. then I'm looking at the rest of the car and I'm like, okay, it's. Cool. It's fine. Yeah. I see BMW there. Mm -hmm. Wonder if this is something that just really stands out in pictures. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. it's hard to believe that. But you're right, Nate. The rest of the car is really good. Yeah. The rear, like the lines and stuff on the deck lid and the side is gorgeous. See, to me, and this is coming from a previous BMW owner myself, I know that. To me, it's like they had to pick something that was iconic of the front end of the BMW. And obviously, the grille has always been fairly similar, always stayed the same. But it's also like, as a BMW fan myself, I don't think I would have picked the grille to go with as the iconic feature of the car and make it that prominent. See, to me, I think that the thing that always stood out for the BMWs for myself was the four round headlights. I know obviously through the years they've gotten away from that to get things a little bit more aerodynamic and things of that nature. But it's also like, I don't know, when you have that, the squared like rectangle grill with those headlights that they had back in the day, it was such a cool look to it. And now it's, it's so futuristic with an old piece to it and it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It's very aggressive, like yeah. very sharp. I'm looking at like the current models. Man, this is just a huge departure from any of the right. stuff that they right. currently have. The one I see that looks kind of similar where you can kind of see hints of it is the Z4. You kind of get the pokey looking grill that isn't just the long slats, you know, on yeah. the grill. So I was looking at the BMW radiators, like the grills through history and like their very first radiator actually looks like this mm. but it's like a really chitty chitty bang bang era car yeah yeah <laughs> and they run this really tall grill through like the 40s and the 50s 
they figure it out and it gets good looking in the 50s. Right. I think everything started to get yeah, good yeah, yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. But when you look through like this whole history, that's not the era I want to harken back to. Right. Is the era yeah. of crank engine, like <laughs> just. Well, yeah. Uh, you know? Skinny tire, <clears throat> sure. Fenders, yeah, yeah. <laughs> goggles. You know, a scarf. Right. You gotta wipe the oil you know? off my face. <laughs> <laughs> we flying on an airplane or something? <laughs> well, that's funny because that's actually where they started from was designing engines for airplanes, and then they got into the car market. But that's <laughs> just funny. It's odd to me though because again, going back on the grill. It's just so weird that they freaking went after it so hard. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. you look like the 2019 7 Series or whatever. Like that grill is huge on that. And I don't know what it is with the manufacturers nowadays. They're just making grills so prominent. Do you need that much air? Is that what's going on here? Or <laughs> Maybe they should have gone the Nissan route and just put a big hole there. No, don't do that. Don't give that idea to <laughs> Ford either no. with the Mustang because it'll just suck people in as they go barreling the crowds. <laughs> it's like a big vacuum. No, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, the overall car itself, the whole thing, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10 because I think it's really cool looking. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't turn one down. But again, it's like, geez, what did you do here? I don't know. It's hard to believe that they went after it this hard with that front end. It's crazy. Yeah. I just don't understand why it feels like a really extreme change. Yeah. And it's very much a big design call. Sure. And, and it's just so oddly shaped to me. Yeah. Cause the overall car it almost looks like a model S, you know, a Tesla model S yeah. and then it kind of has that new Subaru, the mm-hmm. M4 front end. I don't Maybe know. It's just the proportions of it. Mm-hmm. It's just so enormous. It takes up a third of the front. I almost feel like we're hitting these designers. Wow. They were like big in the Hot Wheel cars or something like that as a kid. And now they're like, let's do this. You remember all those like extreme weird Hot Wheels? Yeah. Not the Hot Wheels that we had as a kid, but the weird extreme ones like in the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, where yeah. with the big totally. wheels. And I the... mean, you, yeah, you can get one at the grocery store right now. And it's exactly. Like just a, yeah. And it's like these guys are like, now it's time for me to design cars and here we go, you know, but again, yeah. overall, I give it a solid eight out of 10. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. So odd. We sound so conservative with our visions of cars. <laughs> the Bronco. Amazing. Cause it looks exactly like a Bronco. And uh, like this car looks like, stupid cause past, it doesn't look guys. anything like it, but I don't know. I guess I like it. It's just odd. Julian, you said off mic, you said it looked like a beaver in the front, and you nailed yeah. it. It does. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I feel like they could do really subtle things to make it better. Yeah. It has that chrome ring. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just without that, I'm on Dude, board. You know what? I think that's what it is. It's throwing me off. It's like they're highlighting the outline of it, and there's like barely any other chrome yeah. anywhere else yeah. on it. You know what? That's what it is, Julian. If it was just black, cool. You know, I think it'd be yeah. all right if it was just black. Or even like introduce some chrome into the side vents or make it not just all by itself. I'm going to go buy one. I'm going to spray paint that black and then we'll be do good. Do that, man. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then return it. And then return it. Be like, here you go. <laughs> here. I fixed Fix that it. For you. I fixed it. <laughs> That's funny. That'll be $24.99. That's right. Then you could sell it like you could sell that mod on car groups or whatever. The Beamer forums and be like, guys. 
if you pay me 25 bucks, I'll fix your grill for you. There you go. On this four. I would make hundreds of dollars doing that. <laughs> then they'd be like, wait a minute, just tell us how to do it. Like, <laughs> how no, did you no, do that? No, no, well, no, 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 no. I got some Krylon from the Mart of Wall and took care of it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so yeah, odd. Because if you think about it, how are they going to do their license plate? Think about that. Like you're driving on the highway and a license plate flew off the car in front of you and smacked the front of your car and just stuck there. Look like the tape they stick on, like NASCAR. Right. Stop. They're like, oh, we need to cover up a little bit. Let's put some tape on there. Right. Slap. Well, they'll just say move to a state that doesn't. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Put it up in your windshield. Let's move on to something fun. Julian, you had an amazing weekend yeah. and I'm super jelly. Yeah, man. I did. Yeah, I hate to be braggadocious about it, but I survived a really great drive in the mountains. Just really got to exercise the car, get out in some great weather with a group of other like-minded enthusiasts. And I highly encourage anybody to do the same. If there's something you can kind of do in coronavirus and all these times and still really get out and have fun, I mean, you can drive in your car with a group of people and you're still kind of sort of socializing in a sense. But also you get a little bit of that Zen moment time where you just hit a perfect corner and you know you nailed it, and the guy behind you knows you nailed it, and the guy in front of you knows you nailed it. You know? <laughs> yes. Down here in Arkansas, we have a few roads that are kind of, the Tale of the Dragon is pretty famous, but we have the Pig Trail, and it's basically the Arkansas Dragon. And we have a few highways around here that are just tight hairpins right on the edge of the mountain. Right now, fall, just killing it. And you get all the leaves, you see all the, rock faces of things because not everything is covered up and it's Arkansas too and so like there's a pig in the road (laughs) and then there are guys on skateboards like luging down one of their like super curvy mountains oh man it's nice to just get out and see life happening I don't know about you guys do you guys have any trips you've taken where you just came back and you're like man I'd drive that again yeah yeah place you go to just blow off steam well, around Nebraska, there's not a lot. <laughs> it's pretty flat and boring, I guess, on the eastern side of the state. The western side of the state, though, I lived out there for a while. And Nate, you can probably attest to this. It is so beautiful yep. out there. And I was oh, lucky man, where I yes. worked a job where I was a life insurance agent. And my entire area was the panhandle of Nebraska. And it's probably a very forgotten area. People probably don't think anything of it. Everybody thinks of Omaha and Lincoln, which is obviously in the eastern side of the state. But the western side of the state, over there in that panhill, it's gorgeous. It's just, there's lots of rolling hills and all the sand hills out there. And Chimney Rock is out there and Scott's Bluff and all this other stuff. It's just so beautiful. And there's not very many four-lane highways. Most of it's all two-lane because there's just not a lot of traffic. Man, I would just drive like almost every trip. I lived in Scotts Bluff and I would drive to Alliance or I'd drive to Sydney or whatnot. And it was always at least an hour everywhere that I had to go just on these back roads of the country out there. And it was just rolling hills mm-hmm. of prairie grass. And you'd see antelope and sometimes you'd be oh, up man. near Shadron, which is up north, closer to South Dakota. And there'd be elk up there. And it was just so beautiful. I miss that. I drove that area every day for two and a half years, and I miss it direly. I miss it so much. It was so beautiful up there. I spent quite a few summers up there 
with my mom. My mom lived up there for a time. Totally agree with you, Jeff. Obviously, being there mostly in the summer, beautiful weather out there and seeing the soybeans, the sugar beets. Yeah, sugar beets were a plenty. They got all the sugar factories out there. Like you said, the rolling hills, you know, you feel like you could see forever. Forever, yeah. You know, on, mm-hmm. you, know you get up on top of one of those hills and you look back and it's one of my most favorite places that I've ever spent time in. Definitely the highlight of Nebraska, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And it just never gets any credit. Which yeah. Is sad. People are just like, mm. yeah, Nebraska, corn, and <laughs> it's flat. It's just flat. Yeah. Maybe Omaha got some buildings. You yeah. Know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, Buffett's from like around there, right? That's Yeah, Buffett's thing. from yeah. Omaha. That's what Nebraska's famous for. The yeah. Huskers and Warren Buffett. I don't know. What else are we famous for? 311. Corn, for sure. <laughs> corn. That's right. <laughs> No, but it's definitely like God's country out there, and and it is just beautiful. It's just really good windshield time, and the the weather is so perfect. It's so nice out there because it's like humidity is very low. There's like no humidity. Yeah, summers are hot, but you're not damp. Yeah, you're not driving in your car going like, oh my gosh. Even when it's hot outside, it cools right down. Every single night we had a fire pit. It'd be july and we'd go out in the fire pit with hoodies on because it'd be in 50s or 60s at night it was just insane because it'd be like 100 degrees out and then it'd be like 60 degrees at night it was awesome it would also probably not every night but i felt like you get a nice thunderstorm fairly often you know in the summertime out here on the east side of the state Mm -hmm. all the thunderstorms start to produce on the western side and then they really start to accumulate in the middle of the state and then by the time they hit the eastern side they're all well formed and so on the western side of the state it's like popcorn they just kind of pop up out of nowhere if you could pick any car to go and run those roads Mm. what do you think you guys would dial in on oh good call i'll give you guys a minute to think about it it's a good question it is a good question down here in arkansas we have Highway 16, Highway 23, 123. When you kind of drive through the National Forest and you're looking at what they call the Arkansas Grand Canyon and you drive up through something called Sam's Throne and there's a ton of elevation, a lot of real tight 15 mile an hours. And I tell you what, in an environment like that, light is right. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I'd take anything under 2,500 pounds, whether it's a front-wheel drive Civic or a Miata or a whatever. See, out in the panhandle, is just kind of gentle. Mm-hmm. The elevation changes a bit, but it's long stretches. And Higher so speed, I, probably. Yeah, I feel like speed would be... There's yeah. some, like when you're coming up, heading north up towards gearing, when you go through Wildcat Hills and stuff, it's a pretty good climb that's pretty rapid, yep. and you go through these cliffs and stuff like that, and it's pretty insane. And then also leaving Scott's Bluff, if you're heading up yeah. towards Hemingford, there's some big hills and stuff like that. But it's pretty rare. And Shadron does that, too. There's some pretty big hills. But like you said, 97% of everything's rolling hills. It's real smooth, and there's not a lot of curves. I would say out of the gate, I would want something really torquey to get up through those hills. You know, For me, I know it's one of my favorite cars, but I just think of like a Fox body. And it just has that girth you when go. you just let it rip inside and climbing up those hills and stuff that'd be so much fun and then just when you're coming down yeah. them and everything just keeping it in gear and just letting that exhaust pop that'd be so nice but so you know what would go along well with that 
a link in Mark 7. Yeah. See, that's what I was going to say, though, too, because part of me wants my <laughs> nice link in that floaty, I currently have. you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because the one thing I do like about my Lincoln is it's very panoramic. You can see all the way around up above you. It's full mm-hmm. sunroof, all glass mm-hmm. and everything. And driving out there, you just look around everywhere and it's just beautiful. So that'd be really fun for like those smooth drives, the long straight ones. Yeah, you know, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I would agree with you, Jeff. I think some of with just some smooth power, find something middle ground with some decent handling, but also... Not like what Julian was saying. But the Lincoln or the Mustang or I don't yeah. know, a Camaro. Mm-hmm. They're all in great spirit too because it's not like a lap time, right? right. It's yeah. purely for like human enjoyment. That's exactly yeah. right. So, yeah. you know, you want the oral experience. You want yeah. that, Jeff, you're popping the nostalgia button, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. And So, you know, what I did take on when I drove out there one time and it was on some of those, it wasn't on the interstate. Getting up there, you parts of it, you kind of have to, hit highway at some point. Yeah. My 88 Acura Legend. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. But it's a five-speed. You got leather. I mean, it's comfortable, but it's got pretty good power for its era. Did that have the NSX motor? Were they related at all? I don't know for sure. It was a six-cylinder, wasn't it? The it Legend? was a six-cylder. Terrible gas three, mileage. Three liter, maybe? Either way, that's a Magic Honda era anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I bet it clicked together really well. That's actually the car that I told my brother to buy. So way back when he was looking for cars, he asked me what I would suggest him buy. And I was like, I think you should buy an Acura Legend. I just thought they looked great. They just seemed really well built. At the time, I bought a Saab. And so he bought a Saab. And he has basically owned nothing but Saabs ever since. I imagine what his life might have been like if he had chosen the Acura legend, legend instead in my brief interneting it doesn't look like the engine they used was a nsx it's a okay 2.7 six cylinder i use in the legend the honda accord and a sterling marquee hmm. Ooh. austin rover cars of north america weird <laughs> what have you stumbled on what is this rabbit hole <laughs> Nate? dig out this earwax so they collaborated with Honda of Japan from 87 to 91. And it had okay. 168 horsepower. My legend had 161. It was a good car. It's a good car, man. I will say the car that I did have for a while when I was out there, I actually had a brand new 2012 Prius. It's okay, Jeff. They're actually pretty decent cars. We're not going to hate on the hybrid. But the thing is, it's like what was great about out there was that, like I said, it's just a lot of these hills. They're just up and down, up and down. They're not real big ones, but they're just enough, you know? Uh-huh. And I would hypermile the crap out of that car. Nice. And it was almost like a video game. And I would just, there's no traffic, right? And so what I would do is, is I would literally speed up to the top of the hill and then I would get up to like 80 miles an hour and i would just pop her into neutral and just let her coast as far as it can and then all right i made about three miles on this one and then okay now i'm gonna goose it up to the top of this one and then pop it in neutral and go again <laughs> so i would get like 90 miles a gallon you know in this prius and stuff but it was fun because like at some points i'm doing like 80 at some points i'm doing 10 yeah it was like a game to me you know because there's no other cars out there right. i'm not ruining anybody else's day by doing this and stuff 
I always thought that was one of the cooler features of the Prius. It has that interface like that, and it kind of encouraged that. It's probably something that they don't do enough. You know, they have the meter. Yeah, they really did make it like a game. You're right. It was like a leaf, right? You grow like a leaf. The better you're driving, the more of the leaf that you grow on the display. Are you talking about like the battery charge or whatever? I think just whatever was showing you how economical you were driving. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Honda's eco mode. I don't know about the leaf. Yeah. So the Prius, basically, it would show the car and then it would show like if it was running on motor, if it was running on battery or it would show if it was charging and be constantly popping back and forth showing what it's doing and then it also would show you this is how many miles per gallon you're getting right now and it would show i'm really getting on it now i'm only getting 20 miles a gallon and then you would let off and then it would say unlimited or something like that I forget infinity. what it was <laughs> infinity yeah something like that but i think it would say like 100 or something like that i forget what it was exactly mm-hmm. it's been a while but so it would just constantly go back and forth and it would show a tally on your trip on how many miles per gallon you're getting on your trip and that was just like i said it was like a game to me so it's kind of fun and then I got rid of that and got a big old Ford Expedition. So I went the total opposite direction. Well, <laughs> well, you talk about gamification or making it a game. And I kind of do that in my Elantra GT just because mm-hmm. it'll show your cumulative trip, you know, average miles per gallon. And then it'll do like from when you turn the car on today and mm-hmm. how long mm-hmm. you've been running it today. Lately, I've just been trying to see how good a gas mileage I can get doing the same type of thing, you know, just... Mm-hmm. trying to wring it out a little bit, squeeze out some more. Do you try and basically beat the cumulative with the daily? Yeah, or get them to match yeah. or try to raise it, you yeah. know, that kind of thing, yeah. I think these are great occupation games. It's easy to just hit the gas and make the loud noises and, yep. you know, but to actually commute a car and find a way to make that enjoyable with this third kind of facet. Sure, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a way to, like you said, to make these newer, maybe not as viscerally engaging vehicles to make them fun, I guess. Anyway, I did want to say, you know, Jeff, you talk about how you go up the hill and then you kind of coast down. Just one little anecdote here. When I was a kid, my grandparents lived in this town called McCook, Nebraska, a small town. We'd drive up Norris Avenue coming into town and it would go up to this big hill. And then right before you got to their neighborhood, you get to the top of this hill and then you can go down. And I would always like to coast down it pretend i was on a roller coaster or something like that so kind of stuff is fun heck yeah timeless we used to nate you could probably do this now since you live in lincoln but pioneer park out there definitely mm-hmm. do this in the winter time when there's not a lot of cars out there but there's a, quite a few little hills and stuff out there as well and what i would do is with the kids in the car i would go all the way back where that little elk area is where you can see the elk and stuff you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. there's like a steep hill right from there and i would take off from that in the car and pop it in a neutral and see how far you can get. And you can actually get quite a ways through that entire park by just coasting. But the deal is you can't hit the brakes at all. And (laughs) (laughs) there's sometimes where you're barely crawling. You're like, come on, get over the hill, get over the hill. And then other times you're wheeling over a hill and a curve at the same time doing like 60. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) the kids are all like, But yeah, you can go a couple miles out there just oh, in neutral man. and stuff. It's pretty fun, but obviously obey all, all traffic rules. <laughs> Wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. Hands at 10 and Don't 2. Don't speed. That's right. Yep. Well, I think we can move on to the major portion of the episode, the one that everybody's drawn into uh, here. Yes. 
talk about the star of our show, the star of the show, the brat. <laughs> Isn't that funny how they're spelled the same, but they sound different. It is weird. I guess it depends on what part of the country you're from. Isn't it interesting how they're the same colors, though? Like actual <laughs> bratwurst are the same color as Super Brad. That's funny. It is kind of. I mean, maybe not the blue and the red ones. That's true. I don't know. I mean, if you get a cheap enough brat. What brats I mean, have you been eating? I don't that's know. That's right. Subaru Brat, short for by drive recreational all-terrain transporter. That's a whole lot. <laughs> that sounds really badass. Right, it does. It sounds amazing. Ugh. It sounds like Kit from Knight Rider, but it's I, odd because yeah. the car itself, it almost feels like they named it and then they're like, okay, now let's do something with that, yes. you know? A hundred percent. Like, oh man, we made all these decals. <laughs> Find some words that fit right yeah because the car itself has been in different parts of the world and it wasn't named the brat i'm trying to remember 284 in the uk there you Brumby go in australia shifter mv or targa in other markets yes it looks like a shifter i could see that being called a shifter but here we know it as the brat and so i believe it was only in america for one year is that correct in the United States? Yeah. I could be wrong. I thought I remember reading that. Sold from 78 to 94. Right, but I think it... No, I'm, right. I'm definitely wrong. It was like the second gen that wasn't sold in the United States. The facelifted okay. one, right? The early right. 90s one. Right. Sorry, there's just not a lot of information about them. I will say this one has... One of the shortest Wikipedia articles for a yeah. car. <laughs> like, you compare that to the Dakota. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Holy yeah. cow. Jeep had a huge one. But even, like, the Stanza had a ginormous entry. When you can scroll through the entire page by one scroll of the wheel of the mouse, <laughs> that just shows you. How many ticks, tick, 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 of right. the mouse wheel is it? I mean, I feel like if you go to the Wikipedia page, there should just be a picture of it. It should just say, just look at it. Yeah. Just, would you just look at it? Draw your own conclusions. Kind of what I'm seeing it was saying, yeah. it looks like it was developed in 77, but other places I was researching, it looked like it didn't get over here until like 79. And I believe the commercial that I saw might've been 79 as well. I could be wrong, but yeah, I was only here for a couple of years. That's all that matters. Looks like it was 87 is when imports to North America ceased. If it ran, like you said, 70, what'd you say? 70, 79, 79 to 87, so about eight years. Yeah. Cause either which way you didn't see a lot of them. That's for sure. I mean, you would see them occasionally. Right. And as a kid, every time I saw one, I'd be like, Whoa, it was like, <laughs> it was like almost seeing a celebrity like, Whoa, check it out. You know? Those jump seats, man. Oh, that's what it was, right? The seats in the so back cool. was just like, oh, man. You know, because back then, it was totally legal to drive around in the back of a truck with no sure. questions asked, you know? It's like an ejection seat. It's got yeah. handles. You put your baby back there back then. <laughs> put two car seats. There you go. I drove in the back of trucks all the time. You know, my uncle had a truck and everything, and yep. we would drive in the back, me and my cousins and my brothers and stuff like that. It was like no big deal. Totally. 
And then you would see a brat and you're like, oh, they have chairs and handles. What a novel idea. That would be great. Rather than slide around the back here on these ridges of this bed and, you know, <laughs> oh man, it just looks so awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool vehicle. Now it's going to happen. We're all going to want one. Julian's sending us I don't know if links. we can afford one, guys. I don't know if we can afford <laughs> Wait. one. What's the result? Oh, it sold for twenty two grand. Oh, Dude. my God. Yeah, there's one on Bring a Trail. It's an 86. I mean, it's a really cool color. It has T-tops, the jump seats, the decals. Oh, my goodness. The spare tires in the front. I was going to say, yeah, the oh, motor's yeah. so small. That they could fit the spare tire with the motor. <laughs> Even be a problem. Oh my gosh. They're either like 1.6 or 1.8 liters. And I used to have a Super GL, it's an 88 model, same era. And Jeff, you say Gutless Wonder, like that's so legitimately true. Yeah. It was so weird and low gearing also. Like it had four wheel drive and a low four wheel drive. And to be honest, I like, couldn't imagine what you could ever do with it. Right. You know? It's just the driving snow. It's <laughs> probably about it. Kind of. Throw the yeah. kids in the back. <laughs> Got to go to school. You're going to freeze your keys. <laughs> That'd be pretty good on the sand. That'd be pretty good on the beach. Like Anything probably. loose like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A little bit of dirt. Probably you throw this at the dirt. It'd be a fun way to get whiplash. It just had so many cool features about it, though. You know, it's like it was engineered to be fun. It was definitely yeah. an eye catcher. I mean, it had T-tops yeah. that lifted. You don't see that where you can just drive around with the T-tops open. Usually uh -uh. it's like you have them on or you have them off. This They open like sunroofs. They're like little baby wings. They're yeah, like little like, baby oh, wings. look at me. But fly. then you could take them off, and I think they actually had a place behind the seats that you could stash them. It looks like the T-tops had their own sun visors. <laughs> they did. I don't know why see, that tickles what a great me. Idea. It's just the weirdest little quirky add-on. You look at the door panels and stuff, when speaker grills were just whatever Sony was pressing right. out, they didn't mold anything into the doors at all. So to have like a funky little accessory like that is just completely hilarious to me. Yeah. Well, what I love about it is, and I think that they should do this in every car, especially for bigger guys like myself, the entire passenger side dash is an air vent. <laughs> so when you have that air conditioning going, it's like, yes, I get all the air. <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. Look at that. It is perfect because I get hot and I need that. And that is cool. That control panel thing, like the headlights and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. They kind of thought about it neat. all. And they're very optimistic about the speedometer. 120 <laughs> miles an hour <laughs> with a 67 horsepower motor. It'll take you 11 years, but you'll get there. This one says 80. I'm seeing. Oh, does it? I think it goes to 140 kilometers per hour. Oh. Now, 80 is more realistic. <laughs> yeah, I think in the earlier version, this is an 86. Did they go higher? Yeah, it did. It went higher. Okay. I like how sparse the whole interior is, just yeah. in general, though. I mean, that's just kind of that era of cars. Jeff, you're talking about having air conditioning, and like that's what it has, though. Yeah. It has air conditioning. That's right. <laughs> it might have a cassette deck. <laughs> Like in terms of creature comforts, there's no headrest. Right. Got a prominent it's cigarette amazing. lighter. <laughs> that thing sticks out. It does. <laughs> it's kind of funny because obviously they didn't do very well over here in the United States because like they just didn't sell a ton of them and stuff and they eventually went away, obviously. But what's cool is is that Subaru like doubled down and they were like, No, we love this design. And so they came out with the Baja, which is essentially the same thing, yep. but just newer and better. 
or my mm-hmm. son calls it the Baja. <laughs> yeah. I love that design. And so funny, quick little story. My dad actually bought when I was in high school, he bought, I think it was an 88 Dodge Rampage and the Rampage on the profile looks very similar to the Brat. And, and so I was like super stoked because my school was right across the street from my house. And so I saw my dad pull up with it and I was like, Whoa, I think my dad just bought a new car. This is cool. And, and from where I was sitting, it looked like he bought a brat. And I was like, yes, I finally get a ride in the back of one of these things. <laughs> and then I went home and I was like, no, it looks like one, but it's not, it's a Dodge version, <laughs> but it didn't have the cool seats in the back. And it too was a gutless wonder, but rampage was it not it was very dull (laughs) going back to the brat though i think they're pretty awesome i would still take one i don't care how slow yeah it's got that feisty kind of like well i say feisty but then you're like oh also that laid back california and like beach thing you know right it's got both you know it's this little spunky little truck car yeah yeah i think it adds a lot of value to the chero history in general you know you mentioned the Baja and there's the Ford Rancheros and the yeah. Chevy El Caminos mm-hmm. and the Rampage the Rampage, the Rampage yeah. <laughs> this is just such a like you said it's just a little squirt of a car yeah. and it does it does look feisty it has like a stance to it you feel like you could throw it down a dirt road as fast as you would ever want to go down a dirt road right be pretty fun yeah totally it's kind of I'm going to send one over to you. So this is like a 79 that I'm sending over and had like the round headlights in the front and it's got a roll cage with like the Baja lights in the back and everything. And it's so cool looking. You don't look at that and be like, that's a serious off-roading machine. You know, like you see, it's like, this is just something fun that you would probably take to the beach or something like that, you know? Just trying to have a good time here, you know? Right, right. It's super cool. But I love the story on why it had the seats in the back. And the seats were put back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're clucking like a chicken. So there was what used to be called a, a chicken tax as a tariff. If you imported a truck over it, then it had a special tariff on it called the chicken tax because it's basically for hauling. So in order to get around that, Subaru, you know, they didn't have a ton of money and they didn't want to waste their money on tariffs and stuff. And so they're like, well, we'll go ahead and put seats in the back. So it'll be considered a four-seat coupe. So that's what they did. <laughs> so they still marketed it as a truck, but it's like, hey, we have these seats, though, so we don't have to pay this tax. Well played, Subaru. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> and every five-year-old boy was like, thank you, because it looks super cool to all kids. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But those seats, they didn't hold up, though, because they all rotted. That's like the biggest thing I, yeah. I was reading about is that people are getting like remanufactured seats and stuff in the back and can't make them original. They're like a knockoff seat to make it withstand the elements right now. But so mm-hmm. what was it? The originals were they just kind of like foam with that kind of rubbery coating over the top and they would just rot out? I think so, because I think they made them for comfort, not for durability. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just all just rotted away. Yeah. Because a vehicle like that, I mean, the seats, you know, you have it here in the Midwest, that wouldn't last. Yeah, and I doubt in the, like, heat and the salt water of where they advertised it to live. Yeah. It'd be really great either. Right. A really cool idea, but then, you know, they just did it so they could get around this, Mm -hmm. the tariff thing. So, you know, I was reading a little bit more about 
manufacturers getting around like import restrictions or taxes and shipping stuff in pieces over, mm, you know, yes. importing it and then putting it all together in a warehouse by the dockyard. And they're like, it was manufactured here. That's right. So it's all good. That's right. Everything to save a buck. It's like the Volvo episode, they were getting into racing. And so they yeah, made yeah, the yeah. car yeah. and they built it all. And they're right. like, okay, this is the car that we're going to. Yeah. It was like the uh, modulation. Yeah. 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 Homologation. Yeah. I can never say that word. <laughs> they're like, this is a production car. Cool. You can race it. Sweet. We're going to tear them all apart now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tear them all apart, <laughs> send them back to Sweden and sell them. <laughs> it's like you're following the rules so you can. Get around the rules now. They're probably going to change the rules afterwards. But hey, you did it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I watched a few people do reviews of these online. And the one thing I will always say held true through every single video is every single person that reviewed them had a big old smile on their face. Yes. It wasn't anything that was whipping their head back or anything. It wasn't anything they're like, I'm going to tear off the side of this mountain with this. It was just they would all say, oh, man, it's got no power. It's got nothing to it. But man, is it fun. That's huge. It is. That's what it is. It was just meant to be a little truck and haul some stuff around, haul your kids around, maybe whatever, and just have some fun doing it. It wasn't there to make a huge statement, but I kind of did. I don't know if you guys ever think about this, but I think about this quite often. We are adults now, somewhat, and we kind of look through the lens of some of these vehicles I don't know about you, I do, but I remember through a lens of when I was a kid for the most part. And then I take a look at it now as an adult and stuff, but it's still, when I think about a lot of these cars, it still has that premise of what I initially thought of it as a child. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it still, like I said, through that lens now. So I still have that love for it as a child and that curiosity as a child. Also, I look at it as a 42 year old as like, okay, now I see the complexity of this. I see how it's durable. I see how it's, you know, efficient and stuff like that. It's not just a cool car to me anymore, but I really think about what say my dad at 42, when he saw this Mm. brand new, what he thought of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really wonder what adults then thought of some of these cars then, Mm -hmm. you know, because like we at 42 see the new BMW M4 and we're like, what? You know, like that's stupid, you know, sure. or something new comes through like the lucid air or something like that. And we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, but fast forward 25 years from now, what are our kids going to be seeing those cars now? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a yep. completely different, yep. you know, we just view vehicles completely different based on our ages and, mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. our experience as children. And I think that even our upbringing and what we experienced and where we lived and stuff like that brings a different Oh, absolutely. You know, flavor to what we like today. You know, my dad being from Europe meant basically that I was just exposed to the cars he knew about. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense with what you like, you know. And so the slice of the automotive pie I've eaten is basically that piece more so than the stuff you guys have been growing up with and exposed to. And also you guys, I was in coastal cities a lot, which is Mm -hmm. just not truck country. It's not the Midwest. And you guys have been in the Midwest a lot more. And so you see completely different demographic of drivers and use. And Mm -hmm. I do wonder what your dad thought about the Baja when it first came out. He probably had an opinion. Probably. (laughs) He's like, that's dumb. You know, (laughs) (laughs) of course, my kids are going to like it. Of course. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, you're totally right. Yeah, it's all based on our experiences, and we have our own lenses that we look at yeah. look at stuff through. So like, you know, I had an 88 GL, which is basically a Brat, just as a hat. It's a Bratchback. Bratchback. Um, so, That's like, great. That's really good. Everything else is mechanically <laughs> the same. And I had that when I was in college, and there was this big parking lot outside the gym. And it was set up so that you couldn't just run right through it. You had to go all the way down one aisle. And then they had these huge, tall enough barriers that you didn't want to go over in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were probably eight inches or something. And so you really had to go all the way around and all the way around and all the way around. But this is, you know, it's a parking lot. Top speed's 15 miles an hour. It's perfect low-speed Subaru territory. And I would turn that into little chicanes, effectively, mm. in the Subaru. And one night, my buddy Alfredo and I had just bought these vintage helmets. And so we, like, popped these vintage helmets on. And we're cutting through this parking lot. And we're, like, cutting, little, cutting a little bit around the turn. But this is not a car that moves. At top speed, full throttle, I probably was about as impressive as a stock Honda Civic going at a leisurely <laughs> <Sure>. pace. And, <laughs> but we're going, we're moving, and I go out of four-wheel drive into two-wheel drive. So this thing had like 13-inch tires. I remember sure. like I got to get one replaced, and it was just absolutely tiny. Yeah. And I remember it was $20. Or something yeah, stupid, I right? say, it was probably <laughs> so 20 small. bucks. Yeah. And that was like for a roll of four of them. Yeah. And they... Um, <laughs> Just like took him off the like candy life aisle and then stuck him on there. <laughs> like lifesavers. <laughs> there you go. So we get pulled over by campus police because obviously we're just having the blast of a lifetime. You sure. know, a couple of college kids in a 67 horsepower turd rocket, basically. I mean, it was not a sporty car at all. Sure. And I, I remember we, we get stopped and, I, and I'm like, Fredo, Fredo, take off the helmets. Take off the helmets. <laughs> right? Because. Like, <laughs> They pop these helmets off, and the guy just looks at us. We didn't get in any kind of real trouble for that. I was he in a golf cart or an actual car? Right? Yeah, it was a, it was an actual <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> it's funny that you have a story about driving around with helmets on as well, because I actually did the same thing, but we did it on a regular basis, and yes. this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm telling this story for everybody here, but my friends and I. We had this little group. It was like a club or whatever. And this is so stupid. I don't even know if I've told my wife this, but we had this little group. We were called the Bro Fros. And so my friend was Bro Fro number one. I was Bro Fro number two, and so on and so forth. And we all had helmets. And then we had on the front, we took stickers and we would put our Bro Fro number one or whatever. <laughs> and it was so dumb. But, anyways, we would cruise the square in our hometown. And we would all be in our cars driving with our helmets on. It just looks so goofy, you know. And, like, my, my buddy had a 65 Mustang. And we would drive around in his car with all four of us wearing these helmets and stuff. Yes. And we got pulled over one night. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> and this cop comes up. And we're just all laughing, you know. And the cop comes up. And he's like, okay, so first things first, what's with the helmets? <laughs> Well, we're just trying to be safe, sir. And so he like gave us a verbal warning about taking off the helmets and stuff. And he was like, I appreciate the fact that you guys are trying to stay safe, but it messes with your peripheral vision. I'm like, no way it messes with your <laughs> peripheral vision. I was like, race car drivers wear these. They kind of need them. It was funny. But yeah, we wore those stupid helmets quite a bit. <laughs> so it's probably the most interesting thing he saw that 
day. It probably, maybe. He probably was like, I'm going to go home and tell my wife about this, and she's never going to believe it. I saw this sweet 65 Mustang and these four idiots driving around with the helmet on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, man. To be a That's, kid again. That is a cool story. I know, right? I miss those days. Before I had a driving record and I could get away with things. Right. Gosh, <laughs> no kidding. Now I'm 40. Yeah. You get pulled over at 20. You're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go easy on you. You get pulled over at 40. You're like, you idiot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I should knock on some wood here, but yeah, I cannot think of the last time I got a ticket. It's been a long time for me. When I was young, man, I was racking yeah. them up. I was making it rain with tickets all the time. I was yeah. constantly getting tickets. But now, I think, honestly, the last ticket I got was probably 2005 maybe 2006 mm. wow. and that was for quote unquote going okay. through a red light i actually went and fought it in court because i did not run a red light i went through a yellow light and i kind of sort of won it was dumb but i wish i would have watched more judge judy before then because i learned a lot later on in life but basically the cop actually showed up to the court date or whatever, obviously I went against him. And so I asked the question, I said, do you remember what the weather was like that day? And he was like, yeah, I believe it was sunny and normal. And I was like, no, it wasn't. It was pouring rain, which is why I didn't slam on the brakes in the middle of the intersection or whatever to stop at the stoplight because there was puddles of water and all this other stuff. And I had my kid in the car. And so I was already in the intersection when it turned yellow, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. But if I would have said, I want to file a mistrial because you don't remember mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. day and actually it would have brought some proof of the weather, then I would have got it thrown out. But since I didn't say that, they went through with it. But the thing is, the judge took the fine off and he mm -hmm. said, I'm really proud of you, son. And he made me come up and shake his hand and everything. He's like, this is what the judicial system and the court system is all about is for you to fight for your own justice and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. So all I had to pay was the, the court costs, but then it still went yeah. on my record. So it really made me mad. Uh, <laughs> it was only like $29, but it was supposed to be like a hundred and something. So I guess I kind of yeah. won a little bit, but yeah, that was the last ticket I had. But before that, it's still been a few years before that, but man, from like the age of 16 on, holy smokes, I was getting pulled over for some crazy numbers. <laughs> How about you guys? When was your last ticket? Um, I think it might have been two years at this point. Two um, years? Yeah, Jeez, Julian. Maybe. I feel like it. You know, I'm 40, and so I can't take the chances I used to because they'll actually pop me for it. So Quit bragging about being 40. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Last one I got, I totally had coming. I passed a semi on a two-lane and basically ended up oncoming. Mm. Face to face with a police officer. Yeah. So it was really just uh, a lot of things going badly at the same time. Can make the pass cleanly and still get the ticket. So yeah. That was it. You know, that's the last one. It was not good at all. I engaged some legal assistance, you know. Oh, really? It just was, I mean, it was worth it, I feel like, to pay the lawyer to work some of that out. Yeah, kind of keep your record kind of clean. But you got to realize going head on a, at a police officer at, you know, 75 and a 55, that's easily, I could have just been arrested right then, right? Wait, so, you're telling me that's not legal to do that? 
Well, you, yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I know it's not. So, I know the Wait, cop was super mad. Was and there he gave me like was a, there a dash compound line? ticket for several things? And yeah, there was a dash line. You know, I disagree that anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, the thing is, you're not supposed to Buried speed now. up to pass somebody. That's what they say, yeah. supposedly. Well, I also disagree that the truck I was passing didn't speed up. Sure, you know, I feel like mm. I had a bit of road rage who, going on on the trucker's well, side or something, you know. Yeah, just well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh-huh, screw with kid. you, yeah. You know, yeah, a little bit. Like, oh yeah, you're fast, haha. Passive aggressive garbage. Yeah, yep. You know, there was a truck that actually had blocked me in two previous legal passing zones. He had gotten in front of me, and then tired of wasn't it. Wasn't enough. To, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I just there was another passing zone. You know, okay. and I was like, okay, well, it wasn't two lanes. So here we'll have a lot of two lanes that go to three for a little bit. Oh, okay. So you can pass people in the three. And what was happening is when it would go to the two lanes, he would block the lane that was for passing. And huh. so it just was, okay, man, you know? And then, yeah. so anyway. So basically you had enough and you were unlucky in your... Sure, yeah. And I'll never attribute to malice, what could just be negligence or whatever on that guy's part. Right. But basically, yeah, it didn't work out for me so hot. And I, for a while when I was a lot younger, I was getting them regularly, but... I don't want to pay for that in my life. Yeah. You know, so yep. I'd rather spend the money on a lot of other things. It's funny that you say that as you got older, you're kind of mentioning that, oh, well, you, now you're 40, so you're definitely going to get a ticket for speeding. It was exactly the opposite for me. I never got a warning when I was younger. Now that I'm older, mm. I've gotten tons of warnings. So I said the last ticket I got was 2006. I've been pulled over multiple times since then, Okay, <laughs> but I've always gotten warnings. Yeah. I don't know what it is, especially when I was out west, like I was talking about Western Nebraska. Yeah. I got pulled over a bunch of times because I was running late to a whole bunch of appointments. And I got pulled over one time in <laughs> funny story. I got pulled over in my Prius and I was actually on the phone with my boss. I was on my way mm-hmm. to this appointment and stuff. And I was asking him for some advice. And then all of a sudden I look over and I see this cop fly through the medium at me. I'm like, oh, no. And I looked down. I was like, yep, I'm speeding. And I was like, crap, I'm getting pulled over. And my boss starts laughing. And he's like, I didn't know you could speed in a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is, you know, I worked for a, I'll just say a Christian life insurance company. And so when he pulled me over, I took it out my insurance and everything. I like opened up my glove box and I pulled out, I actually had a Bible in there and all this other stuff. And so he takes all my stuff, goes back to the car, and like five minutes later, he comes over. He's like, well, I see that you're a Christian man, and I understand that you're probably on your way to an appointment or something like that. And he's like, just try not to speed and da-da-da-da-da. And he like let me off. I'm like, holy smokes, I can't believe I like got off a, <laughs> a ticket because wow. I had a Bible in my glove box. So I yeah. always keep a Bible in my glove box. Life pro <laughs> tip. <laughs> That's right, pro tip. Yeah, I've had multiple pullovers, but they've always been warnings ever since I got older. Here's the thing. I deserve it. When they pull me over, I earned it. That's right. You've earned it. There you go. (laughs) And there's no discretion. Luckily, I just have made my way to personal discretion about like where and how I choose to drive like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd hate to like pop somebody's kid or even dog or. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Not not worth it. Where I'm at, speed limits are completely optional. I mean, there's. Yeah. In Omaha, there's such a shortage in police, and so they just don't really care. 
So it's just really drive with traffic. And if people mm-hmm. decide to do 80 and a 65 that day, that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. But obviously in around the neighborhoods and stuff like that, I always keep it real safe because yeah. I have kids myself and it makes me really yeah. mad when people go flying by. But yeah, in the major roads and stuff like that, I don't even think about the speed limit. I'm yeah. just going, you know. So I went on that drive this weekend and there are a lot of opportunities to basically go your own pace. We'll call it one of my favorite words, extra legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the thing with that is now that I'm age I am, I think about that and I love it and it's fun. But like, I'd rather be doing autocross at a track, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just, there's too much for me to actually lose. Yeah. Right. You know, aside from the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with you there. I don't know. That's stuff that it's hard to probably just transition into that. You know, that's a yeah. competitive type of a thing that has real rules and regulations. You can't just like show up with whatever you got, you know, yeah. and run it. Yeah. I wonder what the closest thing would be to kind of in between those two. I was thinking maybe like the extreme experience where you can like rent uh, Lamborghini yeah. or whatever. Pay for some a, track time. Yeah. yeah, yeah I go. mean, that's kind of a good in between. You get a, yeah let it rip and you actually have somebody there teaching you what to do and stuff and yeah it's not an all-day thing i wish it was but still a pretty fun experience yeah there's a group of guys i drive with and it's about 50 people i mean that's enough to probably rent out a track for a day totally I mean, oh yeah really, you know i don't know what the cost on do that it. would be but probably there's an opportunity to make that happen we should look into that here because we actually have i-29 yeah. speedway here and it's like 15 minutes from my house there's people that do it okay. all the time just to There'll be like six yeah. dudes and they'll just yeah. rent out the track for the day. And it's a sweet autocross cool. track. And we should look at that. I know the owner yeah. really well. I should ask him. And I actually got yeah. a job there running the tower. And then he started asking me to do IT work. And I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wanted to run the tower. I didn't want to do this. Crap, so I just like cars. That's right. I just like cars. I don't like computers. I promise. Came here to get away from computers guys yeah exactly i really yeah. think that's secretly why he hired me though because he saw my background was it and i'm like no this like, is why like i'm getting cool. this job i what don't do you know about do IT. windows right because it was I like i think my bluetooth headphones to my laptop <laughs> right well because like the day that i interviewed seriously five minutes in he's like can you take a look at her wi-fi i was like sure and then like i fixed mm. it he's like can you take a look at this real quick i was like sure and i was like wait a minute He's like, well, you got the job. Mm, I'm like, cool. And then it was like right away, he was emailing me. He's like, yeah, I think we need to update this. I think, I'm like, dude, I'm not your IT guy. Well, I'm just here to yeah. run the tower. <laughs> so that job didn't last very long. But nice guy. And I don't blame him. But no, we should look at that. That'd be fun, man. Because you just bring your own yeah. cars and stuff. And like you said, go at your own pace. and Get us some sweet episode fodder. Yeah, that'd be content. super cool. It can't be that much. Because like when I was yeah. out there, there'd be like five or six guys. So it can't be that yeah. much. I bet you it's just a few hundred bucks because otherwise it's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. I would love to do some type of closed course. Yeah. yeah. Like serious driving experience. You know that the one you were talking about, you brought up Jeff about like kind of the supercar type school thing. That's cool. But I think that's kind of like on a higher side of the price, right? It's and like then, whereas 400 ish dollars or something like that to do it. Sure. And you only get like three to five yeah. laps or whatever, depending on where you're at. Yeah, so like the one where you could rent a local track, throw our cars around for hopefully more than a couple laps. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you get it for a few hours. That'd be a great great experience, yeah. Yeah. So the closest track to me is Hallett, which is in Oklahoma. So they'll do a test day rental, non-competition event is what they quote it as. They have different costs, different days of the week. So it's $2,500 Monday through Friday. 
it's only 1800 Tuesday and Thursday, and then 3800 on the weekend. Oh. And then that's for up to five cars, and each car is an extra 100 bucks. And then they have like a Monday through Sunday competition event, which is up to 16 cars for 3850 So that's really probably where your good money would be. Think about 3800 bucks between 50 people. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is 16. We've got to get a little more realistic on the divide, but that's not so crazy. That's 16 cars, but you could have more than 16 people, right? Right. Like, could yeah. you switch out drivers? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how they, would, how they do okay. that. Okay, so I have pricing here. It's called Raceway Park in the Midlands. They have the I-29 dragway. They say like a drag racing course, okay. and then they have the Raceway Park in the Midlands. So it says that for one to two cars, it's $600. Three to five cars, $750. And six to 10 cars, $1,000. Pricing is for the whole day, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Friday and Saturday till 3 p.m. Two cars on the course at a time, no passing per insurance as it is a testing session. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like you're all out there with a whole bunch of dudes, you know, driving around. But yeah, you're not trying to do wheel to wheel here, you know? I mean, mean, if you think about it, if there was say four of us, seven hundred and fifty bucks. That's only like one hundred and eighty-five bucks. I mean, if there's five of us, I mean, that's even better. But yeah, it's only one hundred and fifty bucks a piece, and that's all day. Yeah, that's great. Heck that's yeah, great deal. Totally, we need to do it. Let's do it. Put it down. I mean, even if it's just a couple cars, it's still not bad for all day. Like seriously, two cars for six hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a good car, yeah, you are okay spending three hundred bucks. Yes. To roll it for a day yes that's a whole day the whole day i mean i do that for a couple hours on fuel and tires that's what i'm saying yeah and it's a nice course i mean it's really cool out there yeah so yeah let's do it this is our next it retreat guys (laughs) yes i'm game i'll bring a car you know going back to our tickets you know now i don't have as storied or notorious of a experience as you guys did so my last ticket It was pretty mundane. It was a speeding ticket. I was going down the street in Lincoln. Which one was it? 14th Street. The speed limit at the time was 40. And I was doing like 52 on that stretch. And so they clocked me from like a neighborhood, pulling into a neighborhood. Mm. I went further down the road. And then suddenly there was this cop that just steps out in the middle of the road. Oh, no. At a light. And he just like sticks his hands out and then starts pointing yeah like down over the corner, bud. i was looking at him and i was like pointing to myself miming like me what he's like yeah he's like go <laughs> no <laughs> so, way so anyway you know whatever so i pulled off into this little the entrance to some business it's got a ticket doing 12 over or whatever so you know you have the option of doing like stop class to get the points taken off of your license and i was like you know what i don't want to do that screw it i'm just gonna pay it so i just paid it my wife was like, what? Why did you do that? Now, she's the one who gets all the tickets in the family. She's got oh, really? <laughs> a few speeding tickets. And so she's taken this stop class a couple times. So she's like, you have to take the class. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get pulled over again. So I don't have to worry about these points. What kind of did made me mad about that, though, was that they ended up raising the speed limit on that stretch of road after that. No, that sucks. It went up mm. to 45. I would have only been like seven over instead of. 12. A really funny story, though, speaking of Julian's pulling out, you pulled out in the other lane and came like face to face with a cop. I was in high school. I was probably, I think I was probably like 17. 
And for some stupid reason, there was this car that was in front of me. It was like a minivan. And I was driving my Pulsar, you know, my sweet Pulsar. Yeah. For whatever dumb reason, I thought that they were going too slow and I was impatient. I had this bright idea. So this is on a residential street, two lanes, one lane going one way, one the other. And then there's the turn lane in the middle. So I had this bright idea that I was going to whip out into the turn lane and pass the car. Oh, no. (laughs) Whoops. 17, obviously thinking wasn't my strong suit. So I whipped the car out to try and get around, and I was coming up on an intersection, and so obviously there was a car from the other direction that was turning at the intersection legally. Sure. And so I'm like, oh, crap. So, you know, I, like, whip it back into the regular lane, and lo and behold, there had been a cop behind me for, like, two blocks following, watching this happen. So he turns on the lights and pulls me over. I rolled down the window and I was like, I knew that I was stupid and I was in trouble, busted. And (laughs) thinking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense why he said this. But when I was there, he kind of leaned in and sniffs. He's like, you been drinking? It's like, what do I smell there? And I was like, what? I was like, no. I'm like, I brushed my teeth. Maybe that's like the minty freshness, the toothpaste. I think he ended up giving me a warning. I tried to like half acidly explain like try to justify why i did it you know he's probably just like yeah uh-huh whatever amazing that i didn't get a ticket i didn't get that trouble. Is amazing. i should have gotten in trouble because that yeah, was reckless. Got, like, reckless driving yeah reckless yeah. reckless driving that was funny it didn't turn out nearly as badly as it should have i was also shocked this other time i was pulled over i was driving on whatever the highway is it's a four-lane highway that runs from between columbus and like norfolk nebraska so I was driving and I was, you know, doing the speed limit. Everything was fine. You know, I wasn't being reckless or whatever. So I see this state patrolman pull up in the lane next to me, like even, and then get in front of me a little bit. And I see him like crane his neck out and kind of look at the front of my car. Then he just backs off, gets behind me and pulls me over. I'm like, what in the world? Why did this guy pull me over? What does he think I'm doing? And it was because I didn't have my front license plate on. Oh, Wow. Mm. so you know nebraska is required i think i threw it in like my back seat sometimes i would put it up in the window whatever but whatever i had wasn't good enough and, and what car so, was that that was still the pulsar the pulsar okay in. and i think i hadn't put it on because i needed to go get a screw or something and so like okay. i only had yeah. one so it'd be like hanging down so i was like no sure. i'm just gonna leave it so the guy pulls me over and gives me one of like a fix-it ticket just had to go get a screw mount the plate up and then i had to prove to a police officer that I like show them yeah. like, look, I have mm. this. Can you sign my ticket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, not a whole lot of experiences, but some entertaining ones for me. The worst ticket I ever got, I got busted doing 97 and a 60. That Ooh. was not cheap. What was mm. crazy about it is that I was doing well over 97 and I don't even know where this guy clocked me. I left work and this is when I had my Shelby and there was this, a-hole i could not stand this guy and funny thing is we've already talked about the dodge rampage he had a rampage and he had put some crazy motor in i forget what it was he was like messing with me on the highway and stuff and i knew my car was faster he passed me i was like you jerk and so i passed him we were like leapfrogging and stuff and then we got on to it was like two lane and then it merged into four lane and then i was just like boom i was just gone so he was like running next to me i was like pulling away from him and stuff and i i was doing well over 100 and then i turned into the turning lane 
to turn left or whatever. And then all of a sudden I look at my rearview mirror and this cop comes flying up behind me and he gets out and he's screaming at me. He's like, shut the car <laughs> off. And I'm like, what? He's like, shut it off. And I was like, okay. And he's like, he's like, what the hell is your hurry? And I was like, this freaking a-hole back there. <laughs> Can't stand right around. I told the whole <laughs> truth, you know? He's like, oh my gosh. He's like, sit tight. So I give him everything and he goes back and he's like, all right, I clocked to do in 97. I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, I was doing way more Is than 97 all? back there. I, was, I think in Nebraska, at least back then anyways, if you're doing over 100, you lost your license. So I thought for sure I was like shaking. I was like, this is it. I'm done. I'm screwed, you know, but nope, he only got me doing 97. He might have been being nice and just gave me it for 97, but that was a hefty ticket. Biggest close call. I got another close call one. I wasn't driving in this one. I just got to tell this story because it's a crazy story. And again, I do not promote any illegal activities whatsoever. I'm 42 years old. I'm a dad with very good kids and do not promote anything. But when I was younger, I was stupid. And so my friend and I, I won't mention any names, but we were driving. It was our first year after graduation. So we were 19 and we decided to go catch a football game for our old high school. And it was out of town. I forget what town it was. And so we went out there. And we thought, hey, this will be funny if we get drunk before we go out there. And so I went over to his house and we pounded a whole bunch of beers. We hop in this Camaro and we drive out there. It's like a half hour drive away or something like that. And so we went to the game. We're just drunk and we're being idiots and stuff. All of our friends and stuff that were there, they're like, you guys are being morons. Just go home. And we're like, okay. And so we had a whole bunch of beers in the car still. And we're like, all right, let's just go pound some beers and head home. We're driving on this highway and we're just cranking out the music, pounding beers as we're driving, smoking cigarettes and stuff, being stupid. And sure enough, this cop goes over the hill and flips around behind us. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, no way is this guy going to pull us over. And I'm like, were you speeding? He's like, no, no. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, no, I wasn't speeding. And sure enough, the cherries come on. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, we got open beers in the car beer cans everywhere so he's like grabbing cans of beer and like shoving them in his coat pockets because he had a big old coat and everything and he's like hurry up light a cigarette so we can get like the smell of the beer off my breath and everything so we hurry up and light cigarettes and we're smoking them and everything and cop pulls up and he's like i caught you doing 70 and a 60 and he's like well no way he's like i was doing 60 i swear i was doing 60 and he started arguing with the cop i'm like just freaking say okay yes sir you know and then he's like, okay, give me your license, registration, proof of insurance. And he's digging through his car, can't find his registration. And the cop's like, is it in the back? And my buddy's like, uh, yeah, it might be in the back. And I'm like, dude, we have so many beers in the back of the car. Do not open up the back of your car. So sure enough, he gets out and you hear the clanking of these beer cans in his coat <laughs> as he's walking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so screwed sure enough he opens up the trunk and he can't find it and stuff and i'm sitting there and like i look up maybe like 50 60 feet ahead of me is the county line sign and i'm just like okay this is probably a county cop and this is my drunk brain working i'm like if i get out and run right now run past that sign he can't get me <laughs> there's nothing he can do to me so my thought is if i see him start to arrest my buddy i'm just gonna take off running you know but lo and behold he just gave him a written warning to get his registration because he couldn't find it. But he, he didn't get a ticket for speeding. 
he had to wow. have smelled the wow. beer and everything. We were so lucky. Like I said, we were 19. Part two of this story, real short. Crazy thing is, the next weekend, he comes out to my work. He's like, hey, he's like, let's go to Lincoln. There's this party happening and stuff. And, da, 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 da. I was like, dude, I'm taking a break from this for a bit. You know, I was like, we had such a close call last weekend and everything. I, I'm not going to do it. He's like, oh, come on. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So he ended up going by himself to this party. He got drunk. And then on his way back, he ended up getting pulled over for crossing the center line. And he was drunk. And he got DUI, mm. got his car impounded, lost his license and everything. Yeah. I was like, man. Wow. I was like, you should have should have listened, dude. That day forward, I stopped you know, doing that stuff. That was really dumb. So, again, do not promote that stuff. But, again, I just always thought that was funny. Like, if I get past that sign, I will get busted. It's like a force field. I'll be, I'll be safe. Right. <laughs> we'll tell you, this would be a good forum to open up the chat to anybody's bad decisions. That's right. Close uh, calls. Yes. Listeners. Listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell us your tell funny us your stories, stories or close calls or, yeah. or Any whatnot. incriminating evidence you can leave. Right. In, uh, <laughs> Use little fake white names. Box below. Send us still pictures of your identification. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, what do you say? I think the Brat, it's a really cool vehicle. I don't know that I've really seen many of them. Don't have a lot of experience with them. I think they're yeah. really sweet. I'd yeah. love to have one myself. Yeah. If you had a fully restored one, it would definitely be a head turner. It'd be one that you take to yeah. a car show and stuff. Probably not going to win anything with it, but it's something that's going to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it, again, if I had that, if I had that Leno money, I would totally have one in a heartbeat. Yeah, I probably wouldn't absolutely. drive it very often, but it'd be the one where you just want to have somebody come up and tell a story about one. You know, like you're at the gas station, be like, oh yeah, my buddy Bill had one of those, and we took off to a cornfield one time, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> something like I that. I bet you know? would get more stories at a car show, like out of the brat, than you would out of the trophy. Winners, yeah. whatever they yeah. are, you know, yeah. like a Corvette Absolutely. or something like that. Yep. So, yeah. And you probably win the hearts of the kids. And, like, you totally. know, how do you look at that thing and just not? Yeah, yeah. You enjoy get some it, five you know, year old, like, Dad, there's seats in the back. You know, like, yes, yeah. that's exactly there's a why wheel I got in it. the engine bay. It probably drives on its side. That's right. <laughs> if you tip well, it, it keeps going. <laughs> 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 oh, man. The Brat has got to be one of those vehicles where, like, if you see someone driving it, like, you know mm-hmm. they care and they put thought into it. It's not just going out and buying, like mm-hmm. you said, like, buying a Corvette. Yeah, it's not an accident at all yeah, right, right. to yeah. end up with one of these. And if you go out and buy it intentionally, for sure, but probably it's, like, some random car that your uncle had yeah. that you just ended up with. Yeah. It has probably a deep story. Definitely. That's just like the heart and soul of the whole thing that we're doing. That's the kind of thing I think that we go for. Obviously, you can get those connections with, I say supercars, but, you know, just the kind of the fancy, generic sports cars and and that kind of thing. You get so many better stories and and so much cooler things out of cars like this. Right. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Up there, man. It's great. You, You nailed it with what we try to promote on this show and stuff is just the character of vehicles and stuff. And I know yeah. like when we first started yeah. off on the rubber lounge, we were kind of dogging the M4 quite a bit and stuff. But again, it's like, we don't like the copycat stuff very often. And we just miss the seventies and eighties and nineties for that matter of just a different character. Yeah. Nowadays, it just seems like everybody's just trying to be like each other and just trying to, 
you know, like, oh, you, you might like that car, but you'll probably like ours a little bit better because we have this and ours and like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and it's like everybody's just trying to one up each other. There's just no character behind vehicles anymore. It's just kind of sad. So, yeah, I'd take a Brad over quite a few of the cars that are out today. I don't care if it's only got 60 yeah. some horse. <laughs> well, the turbo would give oh, the you turbo, what, man, 94? A 94 horsepower, yeah. man. It almost hit triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> but you will say, I mean, I think they're only like 2,100 pounds or something like that. So that's a pretty light car. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it probably got you moving a little bit. It wasn't anything impressive that you're going to win any races in, but Again, in that car, you're not That's, in it for the yeah. speed. Yeah. If you're racing that car, you got your own thing going on. Correct. You're definitely racing yourself. I watched a bunch of videos of people doing reviews on them. And so, like I said, they all had a smile on their face. And they all said the same thing of how smooth it drove. Like they said, they just drove very, very smooth. The shifting of the manual transmission was like one of the smoothest shifts they ever witnessed or whatever. And I never drove one myself, but man, it looks like a lot of fun. It would just be yeah. super rad. Definitely. I think, you know, at some point, if we'd want to do a whole episode on it, but like, you know, we should talk about it's like spiritual, you know, successor, the Baja. Mm-hmm. The Baja. Kind of, you know, maybe yes. a, a bit, oh, yeah. yeah. Baja. The Baja. The, you know, a bit more modern. Yeah. You know, thing. Cause mm-hmm. that's another one. I remember seeing them in that like bright yellow and mm-hmm. gray yes. trim. And yeah. like, man, it's like a surfer truck. I don't know much about them. Never driven one, never knew anybody that had one. Yeah, it was definitely a more modern nod at the Brad. Mm-hmm. I still thought they were for sure. cool, for sure. It doesn't have like the rude dude. Yeah, the Brad, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's definitely, they're trying to actually sell that car. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sell a lot of them, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah. They probably, when they built the Baja, they were like, we're the only ones making a ute right now. We are going to rake in so much money. Americans cannot wait to buy car trucks from us. Well, I think on that note, we could probably put a pin in it. Thanks for tuning in once again to Tire Kicker. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all the different podcast stuff machines, as my one friend calls it. Please keep on tuning in. We have so many good episodes on our way. And again, if there's a certain episode or a certain car that you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd be more than happy to talk about it and stuff. We've already had some fans chime in and we've done episodes here and there about that. And so we will keep doing that. So please chime in. Also, if you're feeling extra generous, you can go to Kofi.com and buy us a coffee. Just go to ko-fi.com backslash tire kicker media and click on the donate button. Any sort of funds that are donated to us are used for the show to keep this thing going. So we greatly appreciate your financial support and what we do. Thanks for tuning in once again. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Adios. Take care. Adios, muchachos. Bye.